Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. And i got to tell you guys, I just came back from Rome. Wow. Welcome Tom, back. Welcome hey, that, that wow came from Tom Dorian. <laughs> Sorry. Tom, Tom, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Welcome I, back. Well, you know what? I'm doing great. And especially, You're glowing. You're glowing. You know why I'm glowing? No telling. Because I'm <laughs> sitting here in, in front of a cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. Now, see, you know, everyone talks about the Italian food and how good it is. Every single restaurant served the same exact thing. It was like pizza, pasta, and gelato. Now, that those are three really nice food groups. It's good stuff over there, though. But after man. a couple of days, you start going, what do you want to have today? You want to have pizza or pasta? Yeah, you need a burger. So you come back here and you eat a hamburger. A big, greasy hamburger like we have here at the Catholic Cafe. It's good stuff. Extra cheese. Oh, yeah. And put some bacon on there for good measure. Some fries. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Maybe an onion ring or two. But I did have a good time in Rome. Uh, Excellent. But right before I left for Rome, Mm -hmm. I got a great email. Okay. And I actually got this person's uh, permission to address this email because when I read it, I thought, you know, we need to talk about this on the show. All right. And this came from um, a gentleman by the name of Val who's in Iowa. Okay. And and here's his email. And I, the reason I, I was intrigued by this is because this is not the first time I've heard this. Mm-hmm. And it has lots of important points that we're going to kind of cover in this show. Mm-hmm. The email goes like this. I became a Catholic after becoming engaged. At that time, there was no RCIA program. I spent an hour a week with a priest for several weeks, didn't learn much, and for years now have gone to Mass and just kind of been going through the motions. I really don't have an understanding of the Catholic faith and no Bible study history. I have fallen away from the church over the past year and am now ready to return to the church and have a very strong desire to learn the Catholic faith from a beginner standpoint. However, I just don't know where or how to begin. I don't know what resources are available for me and from where. I really need to start out as a non-Catholic and begin the learning process. Any help you can give me would be greatly appreciated. And again, this comes from Val Mm -hmm. in Iowa. So I thought, I'm going to email Val back, which I did, and said, hey, Val, can I answer this on the air? Mm -hmm. And he said, absolutely, you have my permission. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, we're going to take this email Part by part, line by line. All right. Because Val has some incredibly uh, important points that he makes here, and Mm -hmm. maybe not even realize he's making these points. So, Val, we're going to try to answer your email here in a more complete way by going into all this stuff and and figuring out what's going on in your life. And, And I don't know you more than this email. Right. But it sounds like you're a great guy. And uh, so, Val, here, we're going to start with this very first line. Okay. I became a Catholic after becoming engaged. Now, I do a lot of work in RCIA. Yep. And I got to tell you, we can break the RCIA program down into two categories. People that want to become Catholic because they got excited about the faith and people that want to get married. (laughs) And they want to either get the mother-in-law off their back or they want to make things easier. So I'll just kind of swing over and become a Catholic. Right. Now, I'm not saying that everyone's like that, but we do encounter people that basically marry into the faith. Right. And we accept all people, all comers, anybody who's interested in the faith, we want to we want to have them come to RCIA. Sure. Learn more about the faith, 
And and for many of them, it becomes maybe at the beginning it was a, it was a matter of convenience, but at the end, it's a matter of love and, and acceptance and realizing that that the Catholic Church is the place to be. Right. Doesn't always happen that way, but mm-hmm. I do want to just talk about this after becoming engaged. So Val maybe was in that camp of people who you know I don't know why I want to become a Catholic. You know if my if my fiance was Baptist. I suppose I'd become a Baptist. Right. And I don't know that about Val, and yep. I didn't ask him any questions about that. But I do want to just address the idea of why people become Catholic. All right. Right? Let's start with, you know, ask yourself, what is, what is it you're becoming Catholic for? Are you becoming Catholic because, again, you're... you're you feel obliged or... Right. Yeah. Or it doesn't matter. It's just another flavor of ice cream. And yeah. Or I'm you okay want everybody with, to be the same in the, in the family. Right. And those are... Those are okay, they're, they're okay reasons. reasons, but they shouldn't be the, the, the main reason. Right. The main reason is, is, is should be because you feel called. Exactly. Right? You feel called or drawn to the Catholic Church as the truth. Yep. Right? And a lot of people have a difficulty recognizing that truth right off the bat, but that's why we have RCIA. That's why we have these classes. Now, in Val's situation, he tells us right after that, he says, at that time, there was no RCIA, RCIA program. Yeah. Well, Val's at a disadvantage here. Yep. Because now suddenly he's like, well, I'm going to become Catholic, but I don't know how to become Catholic. Yep. And so what he does is what the, the sort of extraordinary way of becoming in the church now mm-hmm. is to meet with a priest mm-hmm. for a period of time, and you are instructed in the faith. Right. Now, I actually know many people who have come in this way, especially in, the, uh, uh, you know, in times past, that there was no RCIA. Right. Right? And so... They would meet with the priest over a period of time, and the priest would then take them through just what the church teaches mm-hmm. and why. Yep. So what you have to look at there, though, is now it's a personality thing. Some people have a great experience, but it appears that Val didn't. He says, Oh, he met, yeah, based on the professor. I see what you're saying. He spent, I, I spent an hour a week with a priest for several right. weeks. Yep. Didn't learn much. Yep. That was a, his phrase is, didn't learn much. Yeah, it could have been a personality thing. Right. I, the guy was boring. Delivery. Who knows? Exactly. Yep. You know, and you don't know that. Kind of like some priests have great homilies and some don't. Same I thing. think they all have great homilies. Well, you know what I'm saying. I different know exactly deliveries. what you're saying. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just being nice. Yeah. yeah. We, we all have different gifts and right. talents. And sometimes some are more welcoming and open and yep. uh, better teachers than others. Yeah. Teaching is not everyone's vocation. And also in the priest's defense here, not we don't even know who the priest was, but right. you know, Val really wasn't engaged, it doesn't sound like. I, th- I think maybe. And so here's the question, and this is my, my question. If I was talking to Val, which he's probably listening right now, and he's going to yeah. hear this show, you know, Val, were you engaged? Were, did, you, did you, again, why were you coming into the church? Was right. it a matter of convenience? Did you feel like you had to? Right. I got to jump through these hoops. I got to check these boxes. I got to fill out these forms. You know, if you're doing that, then obviously you're not you're not going to be engaged the way you put it. Exactly. Now, again, I'm not going to claim that Val is in the wrong here because it could have been a boring priest. It could have right. been a, a bad experience. Right. You know, in those situations, so what do you do? Right. And so, uh, when people ask me these kinds of questions, I say, you know, you again, look at why you're becoming Catholic. Yeah. If you're becoming Catholic just to get mother-in-law off your back. Yep. Well, you're not marrying my daughter if you're not Catholic. You know, right. it's like, well, I don't mind being Catholic. Oh, all right, we'll go through these classes or I'll meet with this priest <laughs> or whatever. Right. You know, if that's the reason, 
it's going to be hard to get engaged right. in, in the subject matter because you're not going to feel compelled or called. Right. Right? Yep. But at the same time, if you approach this from a different perspective, right, and you realize that you are drawn and you want to really know more about this church that you're getting ready to join, and you really do feel that there's something special about this church, and yet you're not getting anything out of, the, out of those sessions with that priest, find another priest. Yeah. Right. Find yep. another method, another uh, another touch point in the church. Find someone else, so- someone that does sort of see eye eye to eye with you. In other words, they, they you they resonate their voice when they when you hear it. You're like, this makes sense. Yeah. Find a better teacher. Great point. Again, not against that particular priest. I'm sure he's a holy man. Right. Right. But maybe but maybe, you know, teaching is not his his gift. Right. Yeah. Maybe he does better as a preacher or better, you know, just sacramentally. Right. So also, if there's no RCIA program at that parish, look at other parishes. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, there's there's no canon law anymore that says you have to go to the parish that's in your neighborhood. Exactly. Right. Or the parish that your fiancé belongs to. Right. What you need to do is find the place that feels like home. Find the RCIA program that speaks to you. I've had many people who have actually joined our RCIA program midstream, having come from other programs, mm-hmm. because they weren't really, it wasn't gelling for them at that particular program. Again, right. nothing against that program, but maybe there was a... And you've had many people leave and go to other programs. People have... <laughs> no, I've, I've never you. had one. I've never had one leave. Of um, course not. I, I think they were all kidnapped by aliens, right. and I never hear, heard from them again. But no, y- your point is valid. Right. That... Not everyone gels with everyone. Exactly. Not everyone, everything takes. You know, sometimes it's like the way you're explaining it doesn't mean what it needs to mean to me. I, I, right. can't, I can't understand what you're trying to say. And so find a place where you can. Now, that doesn't mean find the place that teaches what you want it to teach. Right. That's different. Yeah. You, you can't leave because the teachings are too hard. You don't like the teaching on contraception or the death penalty or right. abortion and so you go to a place that's going to be more amenable to the way you think. Exactly. You know, you shouldn't find a church basically that talks about those things in, in ways that the church doesn't teach. Right. But if you go to a church because it's like, well good, this one doesn't talk about contraception ever. That's not necessarily a good thing because you're not getting the you know, you're not getting both barrels. Right. <laughs> you know, you're not getting the full truth yep. you're just getting partial truth yeah right but the point is for val just for you as you're looking here in your in your history in your past find a find a place where where it is meaningful for you right right and that's an important thing that we need to look at now he goes on to say and for years now i've gone to mass and just kind of been going through the motions now this is another just incredibly important line that he throws out there because what he says in this basically he recognizes that the Catholic Church does have several people, a large number of people, that are basically just warming pews. They show up on Sundays. They do what they're supposed to do. They stand. They sit. He says, going through the motions. And Catholics have lots of motions. We kneel. We sit. We stand. Right? And sometimes you can just get caught. Even as a, a, as a, a, a Catholic, a cradle Catholic. Yeah. You can get caught just going through the motions. We all can go through that. Yeah, I think. Not yeah. just poor Val here who had a poor catechesis and a poor learning experience. We can all experience that. So all of us listening now think, are we just going through the motions? Right. Right. And what makes us go through the motions? Val says it again. He says, 
I really don't have an understanding of the Catholic faith and no Bible study history. Yep. Right? He's out of touch. He feels like, well, I didn't really learn this stuff. So here I show up with this mass of people. I stand when they stand. I sit when they sit. And I kneel when they kneel. And then I walk up and I receive Holy Communion. Yeah, and but you're I, right. Unfortunately, I do think there are a lot of cradle Catholics out there like that. I think they're just they're doing just that. Well, Val recognizes yeah. exactly what it is that's causing that. Yeah. And we recognize it, too. And we're going to talk about that All right. when we come back right after this message. And this is another great moment in church history. St. John the Baptist is one of the greatest figures in human history. The precursor to Christ, he literally prepared the way for the Lord saying, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. As Christ's birth was foretold by an angel, so was John's. One day, when John's father, Zechariah, was fulfilling his priestly duties in the temple, the angel Gabriel appeared to him and announced that his wife Elizabeth would soon be with child. The angel said, Fear not, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. The angel Gabriel prophesied that John would go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, that he may turn the hearts of the fathers unto the children, and the incredulous to the wisdom of the just, to prepare unto the Lord a perfect people. John was destined to prepare the people of Judea for the coming of the Messiah. John was born in a small town south of Jerusalem. He lived in the desert as a hermit until around 27 AD. At the age of 30, he began to preach on the banks of the Jordan River, and called the throngs who came to see him to seek repentance and to prepare the way of the Lord. Even though many people thought that he was the Messiah, he continued to point to Jesus Christ as the true Messiah. One day, Christ came to John and sought baptism from him. But John said, It is I who need baptism from you. But as it is portrayed in so many beautiful works of art and in the mysteries of the rosary, John did baptize Christ. As his cousin Jesus returned to his ministry in Galilee, John continued to preach in the Jordan Valley. During this time, King Herod became fearful of John's popularity with the people and had him arrested. Like many prophets of the Old Testament, John was destined to suffer for proclaiming the truth. John was ultimately beheaded. St. John baptized thousands of people with water in the Jordan River as Christ preached and healed, preparing the world for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. St. John the Baptist's feast day is celebrated by the Universal Church on June 24th. The feast for his beheading is August 29th. I'm Bess and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff. Tom, so we're talking to Val here. Yes, we are. Val from Iowa. And I imagine uh, Val is curious as to know 
what he's supposed to do next. Yeah. Because he says that. He even says, I have fallen away from the church over the past year and am now ready to return to the church. Yeah. Right? So here's a key. Let's look at his sentence again. It's a little different from the first one. He's fallen away. Right. But he says, I'm ready to return. Come on back. So if, but if I was talking to Val right now, mm-hmm. I'd ask Val, and we need to ask ourselves also, why are we ready to return? What is it that is drawing him? Right now, in our great moments in in church history that we just heard, mm-hmm. my lovely wife do was mm-hmm. about John the Baptist, mm-hmm. right? And John the Baptist was pointing the way to Jesus. Right, mm-hmm. and he, he was the one that was saying, "Behold, the Lamb of God!" Right there, he is. There's the Lamb of God. And he was pointing people to Jesus, mm-hmm. and and when people heard John the Baptist, they turned and looked to Jesus, and John the Baptist led them to Jesus. And so here's Val. Right, something is leading him to Jesus. Something in his life is a John the Baptist. Yeah, and we need to ask ourselves if we've fallen away. Who is our John the Baptist? Who is it that's leading us back to the church, and why? Yeah. Do we see a truth there? Do we do we have an emptiness and we know that mm-hmm. only Jesus can fill? Mm-hmm. Right? We need to associate ourselves or spend some time recognizing John the Baptist calling to us, pointing the way to Jesus yeah. in our own lives. Yeah. We, we need to examine that because if we don't, mm-hmm. if we don't, then we may be coming back for the wrong reason or, or we may not, we may be led in the wrong direction. Yeah. John the Baptist is only going to lead people to the truth, to right. Jesus. Right. Right? And so, Val, who is your John the Baptist? Mm-hmm. When you discover who your John the Baptist is, I guarantee they're going to be leading you to the Catholic Church. Yep. And this may be the reason why he's ready to return to the church, because I think he senses something of truth there. Well, don't you think, it, though, it could also be his heart? I mean, something he read or something he heard in the Absolutely. homily? But that's the John the Baptist I'm talking okay. about. All right. There's something in there that makes him go, I really want to go back. I really want to understand yeah. my faith. Yeah, and the light bulb went off. Absolutely. Yeah. And all of our light bulbs need to go off. And not yeah. and especially for those of us who are cradle Catholics who just are warm and cues. Yeah. Our light bulbs need the ones to going through the motions. keep. We need to keep getting excited about our faith right right we're in the middle of the year of faith we need to spend time understanding more about our faith and see val is is got a uh, makes a brilliant point he says i have a very strong desire to learn the catholic faith from a beginner standpoint that's great oh see that's brilliant that is brilliant val see you don't realize it but you are a theologian Really right, you are a theologian because what you're what you're saying here is right. what every catholic needs to do right every catholic needs to learn from a beginner's point of view and start over. Just right. That's what the year of faith is all about. It's what the new evangelization. Exactly. Life, it's a lifelong learning process. We are always in a state of continuing conversion. Right, exactly. We are never going to be there till we yeah. die. Yeah. We need to continually relearn, reinvest, and, and reinvigorate our lives with the truths of the, of the church. And, you know, Val needs to take note of that. He needs to understand he's not alone in that. That's going to be an important point. We're going to bring up in a second. Great. Not being alone. Right. So Val recognizes that he needs to learn from a beginner standpoint. Right. We all do. Right. So then he's like, well, what do I do? Right. However, I just don't know where or how to begin. Yeah. Right. So the first thing that I would suggest to Val is that find your John the Baptist. What is it that's leading you? And and whoever that is, go go to him or her or it, whether it's a book or uh, whatever it is that's pulling you in that direction. 
and spend time there. Right. Reflecting, spend time in prayer, discernment, and you will be led to the truth. Pray for the truth, and the truth will be revealed to you. Right. One of the things that you can do is you can start reading books. Yep. Now he's like, well, where do I begin? And so I, right off the bat, I'll remember some books that I read mm-hmm. when I was searching for the truth. When I had been born a Catholic and I fell away from the church and I started reading, mm-hmm. one of the greatest things that you can start to read are conversion stories. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the, the classic, uh, Dr. Scott Hahn with his wife, yep. Kimberly. Scott and Kimberly Hahn wrote Rome Sweet Home. Rome Sweet Home. If yep. you read that book, it's Great a short book. read. It's fantastic. Yep. Right? And, and just to be in those affirming moments – and when you find out why other people converted, it fires you up about it really your own does. faith. It really does. And, and, and Scott and Kimberly deal with all the issues, Mary, Eucharist, purgatory, the whole nine yards. They cover everything. Yep. Right? The fundamentals of the faith, but also from a very spiritual perspective of being sort of lost but being found yep. and being in the right place. Right? That's very life-affirming. Church affirming, self affirming. It's a great, it's a great read. It is. But also, uh, there's a, a great uh, series of books uh, given to us by Patrick Madrid called Surpi- "Surprised by Truth." You read "Surprised by Truth." Oh my gosh, those are great stories. Little short stories, they but are. you start reading all these different perspectives from yeah. different people. Converts again coming to the faith. Some revert, some were Catholic, and they're coming back. And this is just fantastic reading where you read that and go, "Wow, man, I want to get." It makes me proud to be Catholic. Yep. I know I picked the right place because all these people have found the same things out. And it resonates with your own life, with your own story. Yep. Read that. Another great one that I read was a guy named uh, David Curry called Born Fundamentalist, Born Again Catholic. Yeah. Again, a fantastic book, a, a conversion story that just helps you walk through. And it also teaches basic fundamentals of the faith. Yeah. So that's the first thing I would tell uh, someone like Val. Start reading these books. Yep. Right, you start reading these books, and, and you're going to read other people's journeys. And when you read other people's journeys, you're going to feel you're going to put yourself in in your in that place. Yep. You're going to get fired up and excited about your faith. That's one thing for sure. Absolutely. Now, another great thing to read is the Catechism of the Catholic Church. This yep. is a great gift to us, given to us by the Church. That it just basically tells you the truth. Yep. Right. There's no veil over the truth. It's not hidden. It's not in code. It's written there for everyone to read. And basically everything that the church teaches is laid out in this book. Now, I don't recommend necessarily reading it cover to cover. Right. And think that you're going to suddenly be this uh, you know, Catholic brainiac and you're going to know everything from, from cover to cover. You, you need to just pick it up and start reading. Maybe go to the index at the end and, or you know, look look up a certain thing, a, a, a topic about the Eucharist. I don't know if we can plug them or not, but there's also a website. I think it's called flocknotes.com or flocknotes.org, something like that. But they feed you some of the catechism. Flocknote is one of those ones that do every it. Every day. There's, there's several things online yeah. that will send you pieces of the catechism. Right. Uh, that group we had on the radio, right. Verboom by Logos, exactly. they got the same thing. Yeah. And and there are fantastic opportunities to read, but you know you can just pick up a book right. and just open it up and start reading and go, Hey, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's another thing that you can do. But there's also I've heard that there's a couple of good radio programs out there. Tom, do you know of any? Yeah, ours, man. Oh, that's right, Catholic Cafe. <laughs> and I'm not putting in a personal plug here, but there's lots of programs out there. Oh, my favorite is the Journey Home. The Journey Home on, on EW10 is a fantastic story. Again, it's conversion stories. Oh, love it. Fantastic. You, 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 we again, have to have Marcus on this show one of these We're going to have to do it. We're <laughs> going to have to do it. You know, 
it, hearing other people's stories is a fantastic way to do it. And right. there's so many different ways to do it. You can read about it. You can listen to them on radio. Yeah. But then there's also uh, most churches have those Lighthouse Catholic Media, those little yeah. CDs. And you go to Lighthouse Catholic Media on the web. And you can, you know, get these real inex- – they're like three bucks yeah. for a CD, and you hear these great stories. These are ways to learn. Yeah, absolutely. But I will tell you, we're going to go back to a point you made. All right, here we go. We're going to go back to a point you made, and this is the key. It's not the alone. The key is don't do it alone. Right. What you need to do is you need to seek out a Catholic Bible study or find that person either in the church you're in or another Catholic church – that is fired up where you go, you know, just being around this person makes me feel good. They know what they're talking about. And, you know, get with that person and have lunch with them at first. And then maybe say, hey, can we just, can you tell me about what the church teaches about this or about that? And you'll be amazed at how much you learn as an individual, but together. You're right. Having those conversations. You're right. In fact, you know, that's the basis of this this whole program. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the Curcio. It's I just was talking about this idea that, you know, we sit in a cafe. Oh, yeah. Well, right. And we share the faith right. in right. a conversational way over a cup of coffee and a cheeseburger in this case. Right. Right. And so this is – what a great opportunity. And you mentioned the Curcio. What another great – most cities have a Curcio. Now, I don't know if in Iowa and, and where you are yeah. if you've got a Curcio. But look up Curcio and just Google Curcio in Iowa and you'll find a Curcio nearby. Absolutely. Another opportunity for you to get to know – your church right. and people in your church to go on a journey together. Ag- exactly. See, we are we. You know, we call it Holy Communion for a reason. Mm-hmm. Holy Communion puts us in union, in unity, with unity, with the, the the whole body of Christ. Right. And God intends us not to go it alone, not to be alone. We're called to be with one another. Right. And so this is the key, Val. This is this is the answer to your email. We right. finally get to it. Find a Catholic friend. Find a Catholic Bible study. Find a Catholic group that yep. you can sit and talk and hang out with. Yep. That will make you a better Catholic than you ever thought you could be. Yeah, You can read all the books you want, and you should read those books. You should listen to those Lighthouse Media uh, CDs. You should listen to radio programs like the Catholic Cafe. Right. But it's when you're in community with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, that's when you truly know what it means to be Catholic. Yep. The word Catholic means universal. Yep. Right, and to be universal means you need to be with other people. Yep. And so, Val, this is where you start. You start with the human being right down the road, right next door, maybe in your household, but definitely in your church. Someone there knows what you're going through, knows what what you've been doing, and that's somebody you can you can you can count on, and who's going to lead you to a closer relationship with Christ through a closer relationship with your church. Exactly right. Amen. All right, Val. I hope we helped you. Now we're going to close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of your church, the sacrament of salvation, which calls us to you, unites us in worship, and ministers to our every spiritual need. Help us to grow closer to you through the gifts of grace that flow freely to us through your holy church. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at The Catholic Cafe. 
there's always room for one more at our table. 